In today's episode, I will tell you about the five different phases of SharePoint implementation, essentially how you should approach this rather complicated project. You're listening to the SharePoint Maven podcast with Greg Zelfon, bringing you proven practical tips every week on how to correctly set up and adapt to SharePoint and Microsoft 365. If you have questions, Greg has the answers. And now, here's your host, Greg Zelfon. Hello again, this is Greg from SharePoint Maven, and welcome to episode number 82 of the SharePoint Maven podcast. So I got the idea for today's episode thanks to my loyal blog followers and clients. Um, if the organization is new to SharePoint, right, uh, they might uh, need to maybe migrate from, um, you know, FileShare or from uh, a different cloud solution. You know, the typical question uh, I usually hear, one of the first questions at least is, well, how do we start? Where do we start? Now, you would probably get a different answer if you were to ask this question uh, years ago. Uh, and the reason for that is because in the old days, uh, prior to the modernization of SharePoint, implementing SharePoint was quite a project. And trust me, it still is. I'm not trying to downplay uh, the situation here. Uh, but in the old days, uh, right, when we uh, had SharePoint on-premises, uh, when we had to deal with uh, classic site collections and servers uh, and installations, uh, it was truly a nightmare. Uh, you had to think through, uh, you know, the technology and all the, uh, you know, different uh, servers you need to get and purchase. Um, and then you had to lay out the architecture and plan for your different site collections and subsites and navigation and uh, many, many other aspects associated with this classic architecture. So you really had to spell everything out back then, right? Document everything, create diagrams, uh, spell out all your site collections and subsites and security and navigation and uh, volumes of information that you would upload to SharePoint. Um, that was the only way to go. Luckily, we don't need to deal with this anymore. Uh, with modern SharePoint, SharePoint Online, and specifically with uh, modern SharePoint, right? Uh, we've got modern uh, SharePoint sites uh, back in 2017, 2018. Uh, we now have what we call flat architecture. So first of all, you don't even need to worry about the servers anymore because uh, we're in the cloud, essentially Microsoft handles that aspect, right? Uh, it's just a matter of purchasing the right a number of licenses, uh, and that's pretty much it. You don't need to worry about how many servers, what the bandwidth will be, uh, all that stuff. Um, essentially, once again, uh, Microsoft handles that part. Second, like I already mentioned, uh, we now have, with modern SharePoint, we have flat architecture. And what that means is that uh, there are no more site collections with subsites. Uh, we pretty much just have uh, the site collections, we now just call them sites, and uh, all the sites reside on the same level. There are no more subsites that we need to create. Every time you create a team site or communication site, uh, we get a nice modern site. Uh, it's not a subsite uh, anywhere else. Uh, it's just a, a pretty much a standalone site. Same thing with Microsoft Teams, right? You go ahead and create a new team in Teams. Uh, by default, of course, because it's part of uh, Microsoft 365 Group, it also spins up a SharePoint site uh, and a bunch of other applications as well, like Planner and Outlook. Now, we still have to make, obviously, decisions, right? As you need to migrate your content, we still need to think through 
the information architecture, you know, how many sites we will create, uh, how many libraries we will have on each site. There are still certain limitations we have to deal with uh, from SharePoint perspective. Uh, but we obviously, uh, the number of, uh, I guess, decisions we need to make is much less thanks to uh, modern architecture we now have. So now let me tell you about the five phases or stages uh, of the SharePoint evolution for an organization. The assumption is that uh, the organization is new to uh, Microsoft 365, to SharePoint, majority of the apps uh, within Microsoft 365. So what I'm going to explain are kind of the big five phases, five stages that the uh, organization might go through when they implement SharePoint and other applications. The first phase um, to introduce the organization, to introduce employees to SharePoint would be by implementing Microsoft Teams. And we really didn't have this luxury up until 2017 or 2018 when uh, Microsoft Teams application was uh, released and became popular. And this is actually something that happened uh, quite naturally back in 2020. Uh, of course, uh, due to the pandemic uh, that we had and still have. Of course, the idea behind Teams application is that it allows users to easily collaborate uh, in a persistent chat format, have uh, you know, teams, uh, you know, video calls, uh, associate and add additional applications uh, to, uh, to the channels within Teams. But what's cool about Microsoft Teams, and I guess not necessarily cool, just one of the functionalities of Teams or by design functionalities of Teams is that uh, Teams are using SharePoint for document management, right? When you click on the Files tab, uh, within Microsoft Teams, of course, um, you are pretty much accessing a document library uh, within a SharePoint site. And for many users, of course, right, this is kind of a natural integration between, you know, file management and the conversation and the chat and, you know, video calls that um, uh, you have within Microsoft Teams, right? They don't necessarily need to navigate uh, to a SharePoint site uh, somewhere or a library, you know, to access the documents. It just kind of happens naturally as users collaborate within channels within Microsoft Teams. So Teams almost, you know, become like a soft introduction to, uh, you know, to SharePoint to many employees. And what's actually interesting is that most users don't even realize that they're using SharePoint uh, when they're accessing files, right? All the uh, file management features available in Teams, they, of course, uh, available in SharePoint as well. The next phase, the next stage in SharePoint uh, implementation, SharePoint evolution for an organization uh, would be SharePoint Intranet. SharePoint Intranet becomes um, pretty much uh, the next logical step in the evolution because um, for most organizations, right, when they collaborate in teams, and of course, you know, teams kind of carry this transactional nature, right? I mean, you would typically uh, work on a, you know, within a, within a department, within a project, on a particular project or initiative. Uh, but then you also need something permanent, right? You kind of need a place where uh, you can navigate to to uh, look up, uh, I don't know, an org chart or um, latest news and announcements or an employee handbook, policies, et cetera, et cetera. And this is where organizations realize that uh, SharePoint Internet would be a logical uh, step number two. Uh, essentially, uh, an internet obviously based on SharePoint sites, on communication sites, maybe some collaboration sites, but a place, a permanent location um, that users can navigate to uh, and access the uh, information at any point that they need.
So it is during this phase when organizations start to think about SharePoint side taxonomy, right? When you're working on different teams, you kind of create teams on the fly. But when you start building SharePoint internet, this is where you start to, you know, given some thought uh, to the types of sites you want to create, um, the security of the sites, um, you know, how many sites you're going to uh, create, uh, the relationship between sites, et cetera, et cetera. The next phase, phase number three uh, in the evolution of SharePoint uh, would be development of metadata. Majority of organizations, when they use um, you know, teams or when they uh, build an intranet, a majority of organizations uh, obviously stick to folder uh, hierarchy, and there is a reason for that. I mean, we're all used to working in folders. If you're working in teams and obviously uh, you know, working channels, for every channel, it creates a folder. So it kind of pushes you into this folder mentality. However, metadata, you know, SharePoint metadata uh, is um, a nice and attractive feature and I actually have lots of episodes on my podcast, lots of blogs on the topic. This is one of my favorite features, but uh, SharePoint metadata allows you to organize, you know, the files the way you uh, want them to be organized. It allows you to view the files the, one, the way you want them to. And this is probably the phase where organizations are also trying to kind of formally think about putting in the content from, um, you know, their file shares, from network drives, maybe from uh, some legacy uh, document management systems or some other cloud document management providers uh, to SharePoint. And the reason why metadata comes up uh, is because, right, that's a great time to think about as you bring in all, all these documents, uh, on again, how to organize it in SharePoint, how many you know sites to create, how many document libraries, you know, should we use folders or metadata, how to avoid some of those limitations uh, that we have in SharePoint with our nested folders and URL path, et cetera. Now, in this phase, I mean, I want to uh, highlight that it doesn't necessarily mean that uh, you will um, you know convert everything to metadata. It's usually a small subset of documents, uh, right, that you end up uh, converting when you migrate from file shares to SharePoint, but still, uh, this is a great time. This is a, a great phase um, for an organization to think, for each and every department, I guess, to think uh, through and determine uh, whether the, there are some great candidates uh, for metadata or not. And of course, as you develop metadata, right, this is where it might get a little bit more complicated. If you want to do a bit of advanced document management, you might um, you might obviously develop different uh, content types, you know, document sets. Um, so uh, this is uh, this is probably not the fastest you know phase like the previous two. Uh, this is the phase where you really need to sit down, thinking through uh, how to organize content and documents in SharePoint. Phase number four in SharePoint evolution would be the development of workflows. So the assumption is that by this phase, right, um, everyone is comfortable with the Teams and SharePoint. Everyone has been trained. Uh, you might already be potentially using metadata. So that's a great, um, you know, kind of prerequisite, if you will, uh, for the uh, workflows, for the development of workflows. Once all the content is migrated to SharePoint, uh, it's a great time to think about automating some of the uh, you know, business processes. It doesn't have to be related to documents, by the way. Um, you could automate just simple, I don't know, invoice approvals or vacation request approvals. Uh, however, you know, if we're talking about documents, uh, then obviously you can automate document, uh, you know, approval, 
uh, of some sort, uh, you know, have workflows move the documents around to different sites based on content types and metadata, et cetera. Of course, for this phase to work, um, organizations need, uh, you know, to get familiar or have expertise in Power Automate and maybe even potentially Power Apps. Uh, and again, the assumption is that um, the organization is already uh, kind of comfortable and using, uh, you know, most other tools as well. Phase number five, the last phase I want uh, to talk about today uh, would be retention and compliance. All right. Uh, again, you know, by this phase, the assumption is that, um, you know, pretty much the whole organization is uh, in SharePoint. Um, all the documents, all the content is in SharePoint. And uh, if you have all the content in SharePoint, uh, you probably uh, worry about uh, right records management and uh, accidental deletion. Um, so uh, and maybe there are certain documents that need to be retained for legal reasons for a certain period of time. In this phase, the organization, of course, uh, would develop uh, different uh, retention schedules, right? Um, you know, determine if uh, certain documents need to be identified as records and maybe stored indefinitely. And sometimes it's the opposite. Uh, sometimes you want to maybe develop retention policies to get rid of some old and unnecessary data. You can actually set up retention policies for that. Maybe you want to delete the documents uh, that were last modified 15 years ago. Or sometimes maybe you finish a project and the client is asking you to pretty much delete all the records uh, associated with this particular project. Uh, so once again, you can use our retention compliance policies for that. And by the way, this phase could be coupled uh, with combined, I guess, with a setup of sensitivity labels in the security center. Maybe uh, you need to uh, set up uh, some sensitivity labels to avoid data loss prevention. All right. Uh, maybe uh, you want to, uh, you know, disable uh, printing or sharing externally for certain documents that contain personally identifiable information. Again, uh, in this phase, I mean, this is not the uh, you know, the fastest phase you're going to have uh, in the evolution of SharePoint, unlike the previous ones. Uh, this is the phase that, um, you know, where organization needs to sit down and kind of determine all that. So this were the five phases I wanted uh, to mention to you today. Essentially, these are the five phases that I observe my clients have uh, th throughout the years as they start um, using SharePoint and evolve throughout the process. Uh, one other thing I want to mention before I end this episode is that even though I listed those five phases in this particular order, it doesn't have to be in this particular order. Uh, all right. Uh, it really depends on the use case, depends on the organization. Most uh, users, most organizations still start using, you know, SharePoint through Teams, but then, you know, sometimes retention compliance might, you know, becomes uh, very important, or maybe they need to automate, uh, you know, and have uh, certain workflows created. It doesn't mean that they have to wait, you know, till they build internet, uh, you know, to, to make this happen. Uh, essentially, what I'm trying to say is that uh, these phases could be in any order, uh, really. There is no particular order that you need to implement SharePoint in. All right, I think that's all I wanted uh, to mention to you today uh, in this particular episode. Uh, by the way, I did write a, a blog post on a similar topic. I will make sure to include the URL in the show notes. But for now, uh, thank you very much for listening. As always, happy to see you on my blog, SharePointMaven.com, and talk to you next week. Goodbye. You've been listening to the SharePoint Maven podcast with Greg Zelfond. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to the Apple Podcast app, leave a review, and don't forget to subscribe. Thank you.